Welcome back to the Right Angle Mo G-Man, ready to rock and roll. We we teased last week an all politics episode, but we have made a late breaking executive decision to lean into politics. But we don't want to stray away from other topical, uh, juicy stuff that may come up. So that is our disclaimer. Having said that, <laughs> whenever you talk about politics things come up, if you know what yeah. I mean, right up through your trachea <laughs> and out onto the floor. Oh, gosh. It's just every day is a, is a new gift from the former vice president inhabiting the White House. And man, Kamala Harris, she, you don't hear much of her, luckily, but she literally, I would love to give her a IQ test because, <laughs> I mean, what? who, who do you think... Given even given Biden's age, who do you think would do better on an IQ test between the two of them? Ooh, or what? Boy, do you, and what do you, you think their scores would be? I would hate to venture what that would be, but I can see two turtles running <laughs> down the racetrack toward the finish line uh, for their IQ tests. Uh, they're both laughable failures in what they do to the point, as I've said before, that. I know that I could do a better job than these people could. I absolutely do. You could do a better job than these people could. Uh, way better job. They're just, they're, they're not, it's scary that they they cheated enough to get elected. That's yep. all I can say. Do you, We talked last week, I think, about some people's laughing habits and how they laugh at anything. And obviously, Carmela has got... I don't know if it's a where you pick something like that up, but that's that's like a serious tell in terms of psychology, the way she just laughs, even at her own. I mean, she'll just be in the middle of talking and then she'll just laugh it off almost like I don't know what what it is, but it's not just a little picadillo. I think it's a lack and I, I'm serious about this. Yeah. I think it's a massive lack of intelligence and when you don't know how to answer the question, she has this laugh that thinks that it's going to deflect from what they're talking about or something. Uh, yeah. You know, when you laugh, it's like, oh, you know, don't worry about it or whatever. Right. She literally does not have any answers to anything that they ask her. Same thing with Biden. Uh, now, if you ask me if they had a race uh, instead of an IQ test, the race to see <laughs> – who could answer the question correctly first, I would say it would be a dead heat for minus last place. Yeah. Uh, it could. I wonder if that laugh thing is, you know, you don't really know the answer and you know you're going to sort of give a incorrect, incomplete version of it. So you almost laugh at yourself as if to say, I'm beating everyone else to the punch. They don't want to laugh at it because I've already laughed at myself. <laughs> but but they haven't because everybody's been laughing at them yeah, all day long. Oh, <laughs> man. It's, it, it's, it's getting to the point where I was talking to my beautiful wife today and she said, you got to stop watching the news because it is affecting me in a little way. And I yeah. said, I have to. I have to just watch it to see how how twisted these people can be each and every day. A new a new thing that you just you say to yourself, 
how can this be? How can this be in a rational, sane society? It just keeps building and building and building. And I think what they're doing is, is they know it's their last gasp and they're giving it all they can. And it's sad how little they're, you know, like in the war movies, someone gets shot three or four times and then they really give it a go and they do something heroic. But <laughs> such is not the case <laughs> with these people. That's because they've both been shot in the head, I guess, at one time or another, and they don't have any brains left to, to do that heroic thing, of which, by the way, nothing that they've done at all and this is what I wanted to ask my my special liberal friend. I wanted to say, what has Haydn done? One thing for the American middle class. Name one thing. She would say, oh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is, I mean, whoever came up with that name was either brilliant or stupid because government cannot tame inflation. No. Government, as I was going to tell her, and I've said twice on this on this podcast before, the government cannot give to anybody anything without first taking it from someone else, which is the taxpayers. Anything they give to you, you've already paid for it, and then some, for sure. So them giving you back this this. Uh, uh, stimulus checks and things like that or you know that's just uh, you know pumping blood into a person that's already dead when you you mentioned uh, forgot what the trigger word was but in terms of the uh, races that we'll just sort of touch on and see where it leads the guy running against Dr. Oz who admittedly is not my favorite candidate in the world the guy who had the stroke and Fetterman? Yeah. <laughs> Fetterman, yeah. Fetterman, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that one? It had to have been brought up that, that he has not really ever had a job. Yeah. And I think he's I think he's like one of the kids that didn't get good parenting. I give his parents an F for the way that he thinks and acts in in the capacity that he's in to allow uh, people out of jail. And that's one of his biggest concerns is getting convicts out of jails. Yeah. Uh, is, is just, it's ludicrous. And nobody, no one has, not even Oz, has brought up that goiter on his neck. That could, <laughs> that could possibly be starving off blood vessels to his brain to cause him to talk so stupid. And I don't mean that he can't, he has to have that monitor there so that he knows what you're saying to him. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine Trump saying to somebody, I got to have this little uh, computer here so I know what you're saying to me? They would, they'd burn him at the stake. And this guy does have a gigantic goiter on his neck. I guess and I, I I've got to believe. And that's why he wears those hoodies all the time, yeah. and hides it. It hides it. He doesn't like suits, and that's why. Right. It affects his brain, and I'm not being, uh, you know, I'm not bullying or anything like that. It's just a fact. Yeah. The guy can't communicate well because there's something going on in his neck. 
Yeah, there's a big difference because I guess ableism, and I'm sure I'm still not exactly clear what that means, but if there was a candidate that was, you know, had been blind for 10 years or since birth or whatever, or someone who is deaf, and you know that going in, it's not it's not a mental impairment. I mean, they may be extra sharp mentally or whatever, but to say that, to try to equate what he is doing and trying to pull with that is just a total snow job because you could certainly, I mean, you, you vote on the merits of the person if they're blind or deaf or 100% perfect, trying to, <laughs> and then the that one NBC reporter who reported on what happened and then everyone gets on her for how dare you tell us Say the truth. Say what happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't, don't bring that up that he has to have a computer there and he didn't couldn't talk straight when he was there. All he's going to be doing is governing the, the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or, or whatever or he's going Senate, for. Senate, yeah. Senate, Senate, yeah. Oh, uh, and, all right. It's, you know, the, and the big thing that they're harping on with Oz is, is that he uh, doesn't live there or something like that. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah um, I, I don't know. If he, yeah, if he's one of those that has like a residence, but I mean, not that that's a good thing, but I know a lot of people are like that, which is, I don't know, it almost seems like there should be some law that your primary residence has to be in your state or if it's a congressman in your district. Because I know there's someone from Michigan who recently bought or is leasing or renting an apartment or something in the state which implies that maybe she didn't really have anything before or where is she really living and i know not just her but there's a lot of people basically live in washington and then they've got a token place where they live whereas you would hope it would be the other way around exactly you want somebody that that knows the background of the area that they're going to be you know, being a senator for or a governor or whatever yep. it is, uh, it's it would be hard for me to go into Utah and start governing people as far as you know what needs to be done, right? Without you know knowing the lay of the land, basically. Yeah. So I guess TBA in Pennsylvania, and I guess moving slightly west from there into. Michigan, I know that there have been some people, and I don't know if we'll name names, who have said that he or she is not going to vote for either candidate. What is your, I guess, first of all, what's your thought or philosophy on, no matter if it's for president, governor, senator, dog catcher, of not voting for either person because you don't, you don't have a favorite or you don't really think you're qualified to vote one way or the other. Well, I don't go in to voting uh, without uh, reading the background. They always come out with these sheets that say what the people are for or, you know, who they are, Democrat or Republican, and, and you know, what they're for and against. I try to read as much as I can with that. If it comes down to whether this person is slightly more shady than this person. Um, I guess I have to, I just have to decipher what is said about them and what I can hear and 
come up with and then vote for the one that I think will do the best job yeah. for them. Because I don't think my absence of a vote is going to, um, you know, one way or another, you know, everyone knows it doesn't come down to one vote almost, you know, in, in any yeah. election. But I do feel it's my civic duty to find out what's the best candidate, even though, like I say, it might be a toss-up. Right. So in, I mean, it could be Michigan, it could be California, it could be anywhere. You're more of the lesser of two evils than someone doesn't check all the boxes, so I'm not going to vote for either of them. I don't think anybody in politics, left or right, uh, checks all of my boxes. Yeah. I think uh, the, the, the one that hopefully who I'm voting for or against, I know about their background somewhat and what they have done. That's what I look for is what have they done and what have they not done. Uh, I do know there are some people on the right that, that I don't like because they haven't done much of anything to help the cause. But at the same time, I look at the left and I go, wow, I can't not give the guy on the right the vote. Maybe he'll wake up. And at least he knows what he's supposed to be doing, whereas usually on the left, they don't. <laughs> yeah. In these, in these last two or three elections that we've yeah. had. And I guess there is a difference between voting for a president or a governor versus a senator or a congressman, congresswoman, because if you vote for a Republican, not fully supporting them, but hoping that because he or she gets elected, it'll be a majority party, then it's more likely that the things that you want are going to get done. Exactly. So I guess that that would certainly be a rationale in those kind of races. But I guess specifically for Michigan, I just think that Whitless, I mean, anyone who reacted the way that she did out of fear, out of control, out of evilness, I don't, I just could never vote for her. And I guess I would always vote against her because that it was just so egregious that just people dying, businesses closing, people going out of work. And of course, now they're coming back to work, but I don't know how you could take any credit for anything that happened in the last two years, two and a half years. Exactly. Exactly. What is your track record and what have you done? I don't, I don't know a lot about this witless person, but uh, I have heard that she's in it for the politics and not the people. Yeah. And I also heard, I think she's the one that said that she was, wasn't she the one that was going to get kidnapped? By oh, some yeah. Extremist white people or I mean, I'm sorry, extremist people. Excuse me. Yeah. And and racism is rampant in my brain. And uh, and they found out that the FBI lied about that. And, and in fact, she was not going to be kidnapped by these people that they have in jail for whatever reason now. So, yeah, they had to get a conviction on something. To- exactly. So what what happens to that when that happens? Those people, this is what irritates me most right now about politics. Nobody is uh, getting put to the fire for what they do. Yeah. Everybody's getting away with everything. And, and they're just, they know it. 
they'll they'll lie right in your face. It's it's really disturbing, really disturbing. Louder with Crowder had a segment on all of Biden's lies and, I mean, everybody's lies. And as you said, they're just it's not that they're lies. It's that they're not held accountable for them. And people always said, oh, Trump lied more than anyone else, which I'd say is a lie. I mean, he he's just sort of a boastful, exaggerating guy. And you can take the hyperbole. But if it really gets down to a fact, I would say he very rarely, at least intentionally lied. He may have inflated numbers or something. But think, saying things that are just categorically wrong or that are just such a twist of the truth, you know, you twist and twist and you get one drop of truth out of something. And I don't know if Biden does that knowingly or just off talking points. And it's just like, oh, Joe, you know, he just because what was it in 88 that he had to drop out because of they found out that he forged or perjured some of one of his speeches. And I mean, he's been a shady guy ever since he started, as far as I know. He said he was at the top of his class in law oh, school. Oh, that's right. And he was, he was at the bottom. He was literally at the bottom of the class. And there's somebody there that was there that said, that is the truth. He was at the bottom of his class. But he just comes out and he lies about it every single time. Do you ever notice now in the last two weeks that when he's talking to the press or the people, whatever, he's staring straight at the monitor He's reading verbatim right off the monitor. When Trump was there, I don't think he, I don't think he looked at at the monitors, yeah, you know, because he was speaking from his heart. And and Haydn is just, you know, he's glued right to that that little word thing that they have there. And 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 if he strays off of, did you hear the other day? He said at, <laughs> at dot. D-O-T, com or whatever. It's like that. He's reading Uh, verbatim. The guy's a uh, robot. That's what he is. That's what everyone's saying. He's a robot. That uh, speaks to your point that uh, if you don't have a heart, you can't really speak from it. No. That's sort of his case because, I mean, his heart is black as a starless and moonless night. I mean, if he thinks Hunter is, you know, all that. Yeah, he's very, very confused. Uh, I, I I do know now why they've hidden the laptop uh, contents and things. Uh, I, I just there's so much that goes on that that's that's absolutely insane. It's like you're on a roller coaster and you're going by all these lies and everything that that they're spewing at you. Yeah, and it's hard for you to focus on anything. But I I, I was thinking to myself. The other night, of course, they're not going to bring up the laptop and the contents in it, because if they do, then the ball starts rolling downhill and everyone starts getting convicted of of crimes uh, against the American people. And, And who are they? It's Hayden and Hunter. Yep. I don't know. Hopefully... When the GOP takes the House and or the Senate, I don't know how they can facilitate getting that going, but they certainly have to. And you, I don't know that any, even your liberal friend, given 
what may be considered circumstantial evidence or we don't know yet for sure who the big guy was or what people have to know not too far down that he is a total crook and he could easily easily be impeached oh yes absolutely and i i believe he will be once they take power and uh, and they go after him and I don't even know if I should say this on the podcast. You might have to erase this. All right. Uh, but because I, I don't want everyone to know about this. But what I think is going to happen is, is is that you're starting to hear about the election voting for the presidential election and how it was it was the votes were erased and destroyed and stuff and. Uh, well, I, I guess I can't say that part of it, but they're, okay. they're tracking it. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to come out and they're going to say, we do have the evidence that these, the votes were destroyed and here's the ones that counted for Trump and here's the ones that counted for Hyden. And they're going to bring that out. And then they're going to say, you're gone. You're impeached because you didn't win to begin with. And we're going to take it back over. Even if it's only for the two years. Yeah, Trump. Trump can turn stuff around in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Well, I think, that, I think the American people need that. Yep, yeah, that would be. I mean, that would be, that would be crazy times in a good way, and uh, especially because, well, in his first term, they had control of the House, but there was all those whiny, rhino squish Republicans who were just afraid to vote with him. Paul Ryan, I mean, he was, it was just such an opportunity lost instead of working with him, helping him get his feet under himself. They just were kowtowing to the media and to the left. And I don't know who else. They just squandered that opportunity. And then the Democrats came in and he still got stuff done, but it wasn't like it could have been. So it would be awesome to have a three banger president house and Senate. Oh, I'm telling you, it would, it would turn everything around. He's on, he's on TV today somewhere. Uh, his once a week. Yeah. Uh, get together. And, and he's saying he's doing everything he can to, you know, get those gasoline prices down. Well, you stupid son of a, you oh, were the one boy. that, that, Close the pipeline. You! That was on your first day. And it was the agenda of the green people that made you do that on your first day. You are the cause of high gas prices. Not Shell, not Exxon, not Mobil. None of those people. All of their leases for drilling have been stopped. Yeah. Um, They've had the fewest leases in, what did they say, 70 years? For, for drilling for oil? Yeah. Because there aren't any. He's refusing all of them. That's for uh. green people. You know what? I like, I do like some of the stuff as far as uh, the electric stuff going. Like I told you, I love electric cars. They're faster than crap. But they're also twice as much as a gas car. Yeah. And you cannot turn a world economy around in, in one year and make everything go electric. It won't happen. Hence California. Yeah. Oh man. Um, 
Yeah, that was uh, brought me to something that I was I hadn't written down, but it was thinking of. But um, I did see a sign in the city that I drive through every day, not a huge metropolis, but there was a billboard, fairly big billboard. It basically, I don't know if this was an exact quote. I think it was. It says, save the Republican Party, vote Democrat. Huh. And That's I, interesting. That, it almost gave me road rage when I, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first reaction. Because, <laughs> of course, it's exactly wrong. Uh, uh, that is funny. That is funny. They're talking to their own when they have billboards yeah. like that. That's all it yeah. is. That's not turning anybody's mind around. They're not driving down the road and going, hmm, well, let me think about that. You yeah. Know? And then, I of think... course, the left would hit a pylon when they're thinking about it. So, <laughs> Are there many yard signs in your neighborhood or that you pass? No. No. Not too many? There's a couple here and there. And and in my area where I live, it, sadly, it's it's a little more liberal than it is yeah. conservative. But... Um, you know, I, I can put up with that kind of stupidity for a while. So I think, um, would you agree that, at least for me, the only yard sign that would possibly sway my vote, I'm thinking as I'm saying this, is maybe for something as local as a school board where you don't really know. And at least if you see the names, you can go study them. But, I mean, is anyone going to change their vote for you know, a Congress person or above because of a yard sign. I guess it's just sort of a join the club, you know, follow the the flute or the, the uh, who go oh, the Pied Piper. But certainly yard signs don't do anything to sway people's minds. I can't imagine. No, but what they do for me is they educate me when they have a, a uh, liberal sign in their yard for governor or senator or congress yeah and then they have the same another sign in there for school board that's the person i won't vote for right yeah you know, that's school what I, board yeah. and things like that are they're harder to follow because right you know they they all lie anyway but um if there's a if there's a liberal school board or a school board person with a liberal governor or congressperson yeah that's the one i'm not voting for yeah so in that way i think maybe that is sort of a a telltale sign we i don't think i ever mentioned it um we kept our trump sign up for i think until the insurrection or at some point we took it down but we kept it up for quite a while as did a lot of other people and uh a guy in our neighborhood who I sort of know, but don't really know, he stopped by um, and he goes, man, you have two, you had two Trump signs. Maybe I could get one of those because I threw mine away because I was so disgusted with it all. But and we talked for a little while. So and he was I mean, he was fully on the same page and disgusted and everything like that. But why would he throw it away if you I mean, you he, I guess he was just probably in he just was so mad that it it uh, the steelage was so apparent he probably just got disgusted and threw it out because you know trump did more or less tell didn't he basically tell people in georgia that it didn't matter if they voted in that in that senate race that they ended up losing oh you mean the the, the last time yeah that they, that they voted 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's um, you, you, you wonder now with with what happened with the presidential election, you're always concerned now. I know. About whether everything is counted when you vote for stuff. It's it's really kind of uh, disheartening to yeah, to think, you know, is is this really going to be a good election or not? Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about being a poll watcher or observer or whatever they call them, where you can just go in and literally sit there and watch them count the votes and make sure. But wasn't it, it well, it was Detroit and it was Atlanta or whatever down there where they put cardboard on the windows and told them they had to go home and all that stuff. So, well, I don't know. Did, did I heard... Uh, the pool people on the right that were interviewed after the presidential election and they were pretty much bullied into like leaving or doing whatever. And you know what I would say if I'm a pool watcher, I'd say go because I'm going to be sitting here watching every move you make. And if you go back to that incinerator, you take that low boy and take those, those boxes back in the back room, you're done. You're done. Every vote will be counted, regardless. Even yeah. even the dummy craps vote <laughs> will be counted. So yeah, I, I don't know if they if they bullied them, intimidated them, or just sort of tricked them into thinking that everyone's going home, nothing to see here. I, I don't know why how that came to be, but well, maybe one of the one one of the. Uh, pollsters or whoever she was in Detroit that I saw on a, on Fox News a year ago or something was on video dumping Trump's votes into a into a you know one of those things that shreds them yeah I mean boxes and boxes and you watched her do it you know tens of thousands of votes into the shredder and they weren't for whoever, they weren't for Iden. They were for yeah. Trump. Yeah. And so I'm saying, there's your evidence. Why don't you do something about it? Sidney Powell uh, said she knew where all the voting machines were. They're in Italy somewhere. Somebody has them. He told her, they're here. Come and get them. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, she, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some of that stuff, you just wonder. The whole Dominion thing and Sidney Powell, and she sort of disappeared. I don't know. Uh, Lynn Wood is still around, but I I don't think we'll ever know what happened or why we couldn't find out. It's it's that's just so scary that that they're that diabolical. And when they do get away with it, they'll do it again. Yep. I mean, they said, "Hey, there it is." You know, they saw them shredding all of the ballots. We don't care. We got away with it. We got our half man in there, and and you know, yeah. Now now we just pull the strings. Yeah, that's all there is to it. And if they can go after Trump like they did the FBI at Mar-a-Lago, um, I definitely think you can put the hammer down on Hillary. Yeah, that. Oh, it's not even uh, close to the. I mean, there's no crime committed on one hand and a horrendous one committed on the other. And what's his face? Was it Comey who said, well, she didn't really seem to have the intent 
when she scrubbed all that stuff clean and uh, yeah. yeah Comey and 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 Shrek and Shrock and whatever his name was oh you need to go to jail for a year I'm not I'm not saying you know put them away for life but they need to go to jail they need to be disgraced for what yep. happened there and I say the same thing with Killary. I think she needs to uh, you know maybe go somewhere where Martha Stewart did you know where it's a uh, right you, know, you get breakfast lunch and dinner served to you or whatever but put her away for maybe three years because she's really bad, really bad. Erase oh. all that that I just said. I don't want to die. <laughs> it's on the record. <laughs> oh, have you? So that's man. We got we got half an hour uh, in talking talking politics, and I guess it, it in a way it's all politics, but changing gears quite a bit. Someone, I was at a talk, and it was a business-related talk. I'm trying to think who the speaker was. And someone, you know how people are leaving California and going to Florida, going to Texas, going to Tennessee, going basically anywhere. Same thing with New York. Someone said about the, the, the state not too far away from where we are, Michigan, and they asked a question, something along the lines of, and this was a resident of Michigan, what should we do because of global warming, all of these people are going to start coming to Michigan and to the upper Midwest because of all the heat. Do we have the infrastructure to, re to respond to a sudden gain in population? <laughs> have you ever heard that concern? I've not in my lifetime, no, no. Because uh, I try to stay away from the insane asylums. <laughs> And the things that it was, they say when they when they yell so, out their barred windows. <laughs> it was so funny. I yeah, I was gonna make a snarky remark, but you really can't do that in mixed company did, for the did, most part. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You you were there when they were saying Yeah, that? yeah. You were standing by that person? <laughs> well, no, that was like a question in a microphone, or it may have been called in or something, so I didn't see the person who asked the question. Oh, okay. All but, right. Yeah. I I don't uh when when people are saying stuff like that, I I'm so glad that I'm not around when they're saying it because I would probably become their best enemy for for setting them straight for saying something like that. I I I don't know. I I'm at a loss for words sometimes when people are that stupid. To say something like that, yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. And I mean, the person was a hundred percent serious and concerned that we, we in the upper Midwest or wherever you live, are not going to have the infrastructure for the sudden influx when you wake up tomorrow and the world is twenty degrees warmer. Because of course, the next day it's going to be twenty degrees colder and. You're gonna feel like a <laughs> fool for having moved. <laughs> don't 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 come to the Midwest if you're trying to look for warmer temperatures. Yeah, because I I've lived in the Midwest most of my life and um, it has not it has not heated up at all <laughs> since I've been here. So stay away from me. Stay yeah. away from me at least. I'm more yeah, concerned yeah. about your stupidity than I am about the climate or the temperature yeah. or whatever. I, I will tell you this, the, the earth 
will take care of itself. Yep. We, we as a species, cannot destroy it. We, we are incapable of being able to destroy the planet. Period. Yep. It's, I mean, it's as common sense as that. I mean, when you, yeah, when you think of it, destroy the planet, what does that look like? Does that look like it's suddenly Mars or Mercury or Venus that you literally can't inhabit it? Right. You say to somebody that's a climate alarmist, you say, what are you saying is going to happen in 20 years? Like you say is going to happen every 20 years. And then 20 years goes by and nothing happens. What is going to happen in 20 years that, that you think is going to destroy the planet? If not even nuclear war would destroy the planet, it'd probably just cleanse us of a lot of stupid people. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's, Oh, too much. I did hear in Switzerland that I haven't confirmed this, but I heard it from a reliable source. I don't know if it's an ordinance or a law or a policy or something. If you turn your thermostat above 19 degrees Celsius, which I think is 64 degrees, you can be put in jail for three years. Oh, my gosh. I want to go move there. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You can't fix stupid, I guess. No. How are they going to find out, A, if you do have your... Everything above that, you know, they can't, they don't know how you could have it down to 60 or 58 all night long, jack it up when you're there. They're not going to know. Let let, let, let me tell you something I was going to bring up here about that, that uh, I got from my power company. It's a, uh, and this is the second time they've tried this on me. Oh, I remember you. It was the first one was like run your dishwasher between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. or something like that. It, well, this one's even better than that. Oh God! This one is um, the, it's a thermostat, and they they want you to uh, buy a thermostat from them to install oh. in your house, and then they can control what your your temperature is in your house from their place. And what it says here is I highlighted it. It says, why join the smart thermostat program? You know, oh, gosh, that sounds cool. Energy costs more during times of high demand. Oh, is that right? You morons, (laughs) you ignorant pieces of crap. Joining means you'll automatically, you're automatically helping reduce energy use during the most critical hours on the hottest days of the year. And then they put in parentheses, no more than 14. And then it says, saving money for you and your community while also ensuring your home stays just how you like it. Now, now, (laughs) how do they know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't care about the rest of my community when it's 90 degrees out and I have to keep my house at 85. I'm sorry. I want my house cool and I'll pay for it. But I want my house cool. And that does not ensure that your home will stay just how you like it. Because if it does, my house is at 68 when it's 90 out, not 88 when it's 90 out, which is what you would be doing by adjusting my smart thermostat. Can you imagine? Wow. It's 90 out. You're sitting there. You go, what is that? With a son of a bitch. It's not working right. 
you know? And then you go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's because they're controlling it. And I'm helping my community out by doing that. And how do they know you want to save money anyways? Yeah, that's what I mean. I said, I, I don't mind paying the extra to have it be a little cooler when it's hot out. I'm outside all day long in those days. And when I come home, I don't want my inside to feel like the outside when I go to sleep or I enjoy myself watching TV at night. I want it cool. Yeah, that's the slippery slope toward we will control your refrigerator and tell you what to put in it. By, by the way, those thermostats are free. Now, oh. that should be that should yeah. be an indicator <laughs> to all smart people that um, that there's something going on there. Because at the top of the page, in bold letters, big bold letters, it says, Celebrate Energy Efficiency Day, which I didn't know there was one, with a free smart thermostat oh and installation on us. Oh, my God. So who oh. pays for that, I wonder? Gee, yeah. let's, let's think yeah. about that. Would it be everybody that pays into your thing to begin with? Could I have a furnace with that, too, installed for free? Yeah, How about an really. air conditioner, too? You know, why not? They're giving you the thermostat to control yep. them. You'll own nothing and like it as. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. That would be interesting to do a follow-up and find out how many suckers signed up for that thing. Oh, man. What I would like to do, and this is what I thought when I read this, is I would like to say, yeah, yeah, come in and install my free thermostat. And then the guy would come in, hey, this will be great. I'll install it. Then I'll, have, I'll pull out a hammer from my <laughs> the back of my pants, and I'll smash it. I'll go, I don't. No, I don't want it. Thanks anyway, though. Get out. I don't ever want to see your face again, ever. And in my since house. it was free, since it was yeah. free, it's not yeah. like they're out any money. So that's right. Yeah. Or I'm not either because it was free. So, Gosh. Oh, wow. He, he sounds really, really uppity about this. But, you know, I, I, I'm sick and tired of people. This is, this is propaganda, pretty much, is what this stuff is. I, I can't take it. It's it's just there was that thing that I mentioned probably a year ago and it had happened two or three years before that of the insurance companies that tell you that you can reduce your rates if you put that little monitor in your car and they can track your speed and your braking and all that stuff. And I did one as a test and it turns out that because I drove during rush hour, I couldn't get a discount. But if I drove at like three in the morning and I drove 30 miles an hour and never used my brakes, then I could get a 10% discount. <laughs> so it's the same thing. It's Next step, they start controlling. They put the little governor, and you're trying to go 75, and all you can do is 72 or something like that. You did that? You had them? Well, I yeah, I had the thing for about a month, I think, and then I kept getting these reports that, oh, you're driving during peak time, and that's not safe, and... Did, did so. you call the insurance company and say, hey, I'm, I'm driving at peak time because I'm a productive person and I'm going to <laughs> no. work. I'm going to work uh, and I'm coming home. Guess what that is? That's peak hours. Yeah, I, I may have sent them an email or something. But uh, Speaking of cars and traffic, what do you do in the situation that happens 
at least once a week to me. If you're going down a two-lane highway, or it could be a four-lane, usually two-lane, sort of in a rural setting where the speed limit is probably 55, and someone pulls out and makes you brake, not like screech on your brakes, but they've totally mistimed how long it's going to take for them to speed up. What is your reaction when, I'm sure that's happened to you. <laughs> I hope my wife's not listening. All right. <laughs> what I do is I immediately, no matter where it is, I pass them. And then, and then I, I cut right in front of them. Not, not, not right, but like maybe two car lengths in front of them. Yeah. Like this. And as I'm passing them, I tell them what their IQ is with my hand. <laughs> with four fingers to spare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's. I, I'm, I'm telling everybody out there, do not ever, ever do anything like that in front of me. The number one thing in my life, and I'll keep saying this, is, is bad drivers that really, really irritate me to no end. Number one. Number one, what would you do? Well, what I typically do is just, I just keep my speed as much as I can and I get as close to them as possible so they'll know that they obviously have caused me a great inconvenience, but I never, I guess I haven't never taken it as far. Of course, my cars aren't powered like yours, so it may be hazardous to my health if I tried to pass them. Well, I guess I should be a little bit careful because there aren't too many Ferraris on the road that, <laughs> that they could say. But I don't know if a lot of people even know what it is. But but uh, um, I don't I don't always yeah. because I don't always give them you know their IQ with my <laughs> hand uh, because they're not usually looking at me. But yeah. if they usually do look at me, I I throw my hands up and it's like you know, and then I just mouth the words, "What the are you doing?" <laughs> And then I pass them and do what yeah. I did, you know. Don't don't uh, cut me off. I'm I'm on a mission. I'm productive. You aren't. Why do they make the speedometers go up to 160? <laughs> you think of all of that real estate on the speedometer that literally is never used. I mean, once in a while I'll go 80, but do they do that just to make you feel better? I mean, why not have them go up to 100 or something? That's always been a pet peeve of mine, but you can probably <laughs> explain it. I, I, I've i also wondered why they put tachometers in vans. <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up, you know, a tachometer was in a car to let you know when you were going to shift. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's usually a high-performance car when I was growing up. That would have those things, but every single car is a tachometer now. Why? I know it's. I, I th that's you know, get rid of every tachometer that you make now and cut the price of the car down. Really? We don't need that crap in there. And no, I don't know why they they do that. I it, at all. There's I I can't think of any reason. I can't even get my Ferrari up to over a hundred and forty. <laughs> So, you know, why is it at 160? Do you drive all manuals, all automatics, or have you gone back and forth in your day? Uh, I always have a manual. I've always had a sports car in my life 
from almost when I got my license. Yeah. Uh, and it's, they've all been manuals, every single one of them. And, uh, and I have had many manual cars that I would take to work. As of right now, I do have an automatic that uh, SUV that I take to work. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But but I, I have to I I cannot live without a sports car. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's it just, awesome. It's, it's it's like I it's like my right hand. I gotta have that there. You know, even if I don't drive it all winter, it's there, and it's under a cover and it's waiting. It, just like I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I had manual. I don't know about exclusively, but I think the last three or four. It's just it's definitely harder to find if you're looking for a gently used car they obviously they, i don't know if what do you think are 10 percent of the cars manual or 20 or five do you have any idea i would i would say five percent yeah that's the, you mean why. the ones that are being made now yeah yeah that's why i won't buy porsches because they're all going to automatic really yeah wow yeah i don't i think there's one that they're still doing that's extremely high performance that they'll They'll do, but most of them are are the uh, paddle shifters. People don't know what that is, but yeah. it's a little paddle on your steering wheel, and that's what you click that and it shifts it. You know, that's no fun. No, you gotta have the you gotta have the clutch with it. So, is it who does VW own Porsche or Audi or which uh, who does they may own Audi Porsche Audi. Owns itself? I think. Okay. Did you hear about the protesters in the VW? It must have been the VW Audi Audi plant. Uh, the, actually, it was the Porsche. Oh, it was a Porsche. Okay. Yeah, it was the Porsche place that they uh, went and glued themselves to the floor. And, and then uh, what happened? They, well, <laughs> these I think there were eight or nine of them that went in there and they uh, went to the middle of the Porsche showroom of of the actual uh, plant that they make Porsches in, and they all glued themselves around one of these Porsches that were that were in the in the room there, the showroom or whatever, and they were environmentalists stating that w- what they basically said was the economy they need to degrow as they said they said degrow I don't know if that's a word or not degrow. Oops, I got to be careful. That sounds like another word. Uh, We need to degrow the economy while ensuring living standards won't be affected. Okay, they want they want the economy to come down, but they don't want the living standards to be affected because the wealthiest of the population will pay the price of that degrowth. They'll take up the slack of of the economy for you the wealthiest people. That's what they want to have happen. Because economic growth tracks with environmental destruction of the earth. Now, VW, uh, they said, hey, we're glued to the floor. We need a place to urinate and defecate. (laughs) Because they couldn't get up. (laughs) And VW says uh, they, they wanted a bowl to urinate and defecate in. That's what it said. Could we have a bowl so that we could do our business in it while we're glued? Now, I'm th- first of all, I'm thinking um, you're glued to the floor. You're in a showroom at the Porsche factory. How are you going to defecate if you're glued to the floor? 
And even almost as worse, how are you going to urinate when there's people walking around in a bowl? In a bowl. Can we have a bowl? What? A bowl? To, to urinate in? And then what are you going to do with it when you're done? You can yeah. ask somebody to remove it? Hey, can you take this for me? You know, <laughs> I can't get up. I'm stuck. Oh, I, yeah. You know those old, I'm, I've fallen and I can't get up. This is, I'm stupid <laughs> and I can't get up. What? I mean, what? how long could they possibly stay there? I mean, what? Obviously, nothing went through their mind beforehand, but it's... Probably gosh. hasn't gone through their mind in a long time. Yeah. Uh, VW also turned the heat down in, <laughs> That's in right. the place That's and, right. so that they said, hey, you know, um, you know, we're not kowtowing to your garbage. So especially your stupid message that you're trying to get across, that the rich will take care of the, the degrowth of the economy. And again, it's, it's like you just said earlier. It's like, how do you how do you reason with people like that? Here, come on up. Let's talk about this in my office. I can't. My butt's glued to the ground. What? What'd you do? You, well, okay, well, take care. I'm going to turn the heat down. Defecate and urinate in your own squalor because we're not doing anything one. for you. Good grief. And speaking of oh, environmentally, uh, oh. there was, I think this was, I don't know. It was on Shark Tank several, probably three or four years ago. They were chopsticks, except they were called crop sticks because they were made out of bamboo instead of wood. Because as the lady said, chopsticks, literally she said, chopsticks kill millions of trees every year. Wow, I'd like to see <laughs> and, one of those kill a tree. And regardless, see how that happens. they say we're using bamboo, but apparently they don't have to kill the bamboo to make the crop sticks. Huh. What, how, did, what is, how does the bamboo uh, feel about that? Uh, uh, you can tell that lady, by the way, that there are, I think I've said this before here too, there are more trees on earth right now than there has ever been since the earth was formed. Why is that? Can you tell me? Reforestation by companies. Bingo. That's the biggest thing. The second biggest thing is today we have capabilities of fighting forest fires. A mm -hmm. hundred years ago, they just burned until they burned out and destroyed hundreds of thousands of trees while they did it. Today, we can stop them. Oh. I mean, you could use that same killing trees argument about corn. All my cornflakes, how many stalks of corn, how many soybeans, how many pieces of wheat. It's, it's such a silly, silly argument. It is. It is. When, when you stop and you, and you think about what you say when you say stupid things like that, and then you, you realize how things really are, I, I think you would you'd go way into your den for a couple of days and go. Yeah. Gosh, I hope nobody else heard that. That was really stupid. <laughs> we have we have got a lot of goodness as usual. Do you have anything else on your little nitpicker list? I've got one thing that uh, Stacy Eastwood uh, sent me. 
mm-hmm. uh, she was given this through the mail. And this was a doctor. I think this doctor is in your hometown, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. This is a uh, letter. Apparently, she's some kind of doctor. And it has to do with the election and uh, the abortion issue. Stacy highlighted a couple of lines in here because I won't read the whole thing. Apparently, this woman's been practicing for 41 years in, in your community, by the way. Okay. Uh, and uh, the thing she highlighted was, uh, when doctors take the Hippocratic Oath, they swear to protect their patients and do no harm. Now, the Hippocratic Oath, does that mean murdering babies when they're in your womb? Are those, are those babies protected by the Hipp- Hippocratic Oath? The other two lines are, I have never seen this level of attack on health care and the rights of my patients. Your rights of your patients are still the same as they were before this happened. You may possibly, which I don't think you will in your state, but I think possibly some people may have to go over the border if they need an abortion, that one hundredth of one percent of people that need it done that way. And the other one was these candidates that are for pro-life are dangerous to your state and would put us all at risk. All of us. That whole, that's another line of reasoning. That's total crap because in fact, there was a ad that, that Eric Swaldwell put out showing literally Swillwell. Swillwell showing cops, coming to a house and arresting the mother who was going to have an abortion or something. And it already put the doctor in jail. And anyone who believes that is just beyond help. Yeah. That's a better word than what I was going to use. But <laughs> how is this doctor going to get new patients if it, if this doctor performs all these abortions? Yeah. Exactly. Where's their next, where's their next generation? Where's our next generation of great thinkers and inventors and, People who in 60 or 80 years can deal with whatever the climate is, whether it's hotter or colder. If we quit having babies because we're all trans or we're killing, what not it in New York where more black babies are killed by abortion than are born? Yes, that they, is a 100% correct statistic. Yep. It's just, I just, again, that's another one of those lines of reasoning which doesn't make no sense. No, none whatsoever. Nope. One last thing. Do you purposely set any of your clocks ahead so you'll never be late? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, I've never done that. I've what never do you think that. of, does your wife, has she ever done that? Or does anyone you know? Because there's a certain person in our household who keeps certain clocks like, 15 minutes or 10 minutes ahead and all the rest of them on time. If there are any clocks in my house that are set ahead five minutes or 10 minutes, I set them back. (laughs) You know how I do it? It's by when I'm watching a show and I look at the clock and I go, why is that clock five minutes, you know, past what it's supposed to be? Well, you know, there's just one clock that she tries to do it with, but I set it back (laughs) every time. Oh, and do you do you have like his and her clocks where hey wait yes. that's my clock you do 
No, we have his and hers clocks. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. Years and years ago, I had a clock with two alarms in it. Yeah. And uh, and that didn't work out well either. <laughs> so do you have any, like, any family clocks that are just sort of there? Like, is the clock on the stove, is that a... We have a clock in the kitchen. We have a clock yeah. in the living room. I have a clock in my right in front of me in my in my office here. Yeah. And we have two clocks in our bedroom. Who's the clock in the is the clock in the living room? Is that like a no fly zone clock where it's no neither hers or yours? It's yeah. Well, basically, it's a battleground because that's <laughs> the one where it's five minutes okay. to ten minutes faster than what it should be. Because when my show comes on and it's there, I put it back. You know, the next day it might be the other way. I think that hand's going to fall off pretty soon from <laughs> yeah, going really. back and forth on that. So, oh man, uh, yes, but that's the only clock that that we do that on. I don't know about her clock and how she sets it, and I don't yeah. care. Okay. She can set it for an hour earlier if she wants to, as long as her alarm doesn't go off an hour earlier. Yeah, than, than what mine does. That's so. a whole other topic. Exactly. <laughs> Mess with my sleep and you're in you're gonna be hurting, I'm telling you right now. So hurting for certain is exactly they, they used exactly. to say. Yep. Oh man. Well, lots of good stuff on tape, a lot of good stuff less. So we'll leave it there and and maybe the Thursday before the election we can make final predictions and then the Thursday after we can look at the hopefully. Yeah, look at the scorecard and see. But yeah. I, I'm looking. all for that. Good right now. All right. Well, thank you to the ever-growing audience for hanging in there. We're ad-free. We're still commercial-free. We had that one. Apparently, it didn't do too well because we didn't get any other. Did you ever talk to that guy? Did he ever find Yeah, he said they're still looking, uh, you know, they're looking for more doctors down there. Yeah. Have uh, they found any? Do you know? uh, He didn't say that they have, but um, I could check with him. Because, in fact, as we talk today, yeah. the guy that owns the business was down there checking it out. So, Oh, all right. I'll, um, I'll get an update from him and see how that's going. All Maybe right. we'll have to throw it out there again. I mean, your, your education paid for and a $100,000 signing bonus? I mean, I'll go check out Dogs and Cats for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, regardless, commercial-free and uh, left-leaning free. This has been The Right Angle. That was easy.